feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oski Talk, a brand new edition where Illinois football and Illinois basketball are both set to play this week. Illinois basketball gets it started today. I'm here with Patrick Catazone and Patrick, Hawaii's coming to town. Illinois finally gets a home basketball game, and I think it's a very winnable one. Yeah, um, they got a good stretch here coming up that we will um, know more about the team after this week. You know, there's not a whole lot you can say about Hawaii, but... And, uh, Illinois should be winning games. Kofi should be looking better, and Georgia should also be looking better. I think uh, this next stretch of games will be some easy wins, and hopefully no upsets. And see uh, my whole so we'll leave it. My whole thing, and this might be a, a schmack talk thing we could say, but Iowa has—I mean, not Iowa, Hawaii. Excuse me, has this really weird nickname because you've got something like super intimidating in Warriors. But you also have something like super light and fun in Rainbow. They're the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I don't know if that's an intimidating nickname, a cool nickname. Like, I don't know. I can't tell. But hopefully Illinois can beat the Rainbow Warriors tonight. There's some schmack talk for you. Yeah, there's a little bit of schmack talk. I was supposed to be doing the game. You guys were all going to get graced with a few schmacks. But <laughs> ESPN2, or ESPNU, excuse me, picked that one up. So, um I'm uh, prolonged from the call a little bit. But like you said, the, the bigs need to show up in this game. Um, there really should be no nobody on Hawaii or Citadel or Hampton or Lindenwood that can guard Kofi Coburn effectively. And there also should be nobody that can really hang with Ayo DeSumo if he's going to be a draft pick. Mm-hmm. So look for those two guys to really take over on this stretch and uh, kind of set up a little dynamic duo there. But Illinois already has so many dynamic duos. You have Io and Trent. You got Georgie and Kofi. You got Io and Georgie. I mean, you could keep on mixing and matching, but the key to the season so far has been Andres Feliz. Mm-hmm. He's been really good, and I think he's going to stay being really good, but he only shows up when Illinois really needs him. So, like, if Illinois doesn't really need him to put up 23, he's going to be fine with six points and, like, four assists. But he, he's the best at taking over a game, and he's probably not going to get drafted or anything like that, but he, he's he been, like, a huge difference maker for Illinois early on. I agree. Um, you know, obviously, like, like you said, the, the, the big thing tonight for the Illini um, is that they don't have anyone hanging around. Don't let yeah, Hawaii you, have you a chance. you got to prove you're a better team by just stepping on their throats. Right, and that's what, that's what this, this next couple games are going to be, so... Moving on to the game where Illinois is really going to have to play hard is Iowa. Now, I want to say this because I tweeted football, it. This is football, just so um, yeah. when you guys get the transition. Yeah. Um, Illinois hasn't won in Iowa City since 1999 when Ron Turner was the head coach and Josh Whitman was the starring, uh, starting uh, tight end. Yeah. The I current mean, Illinois AD. Me and you – oh, actually, I'm not 100% sure for you. I think so. I wasn't born yet. I also wasn't born yeah, yet. Yeah, like – that was the last time Illinois won in Iowa City, so it's been at least. So they've never won in. We've never. We would have never been able to see them win in Iowa City. 
Ever. That's crazy. And it might change Saturday. Right. Hopefully it does. Add on to the craziness. You know who the head coach was in 1999? Kirk Ferentz in his first year. At Iowa? At Iowa. Wow. 20 years later, he's still yeah. there. And, and that's just a testament to, to how good of a program he's built. He's built a team that rides a good running game and a good defense to wins. And that's very similar to the Wisconsin team and the Michigan State team and the Purdue team. Well, not really Purdue. They aired it out a little bit more. But Wisconsin and Michigan State for sure. And those are teams Illinois has proven they can match up well against and beat this season. Injuries are going to be big. Peter seems healthy. He was at media availability today. Still no news really on Hanson and Wole Batiku beside the fact that they are getting better. But I think Illinois is going to need those two guys if they want to win this game. Um, it's definitely possible they're 10-point underdogs again, or plus 10-point underdogs. But the last three times they've been over 10-point underdogs, they've won. Right. So um, this team isn't afraid of anything. They're not afraid of Iowa. It's definitely going to be a challenge. But if there's any team that can do it, maybe it's these Illini. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know... This game is, like, wrapped around history, which always, I feel like, gives Illinois a good chance whenever there's, like, a cha- like a, like a weird thing to it, like, having won an MSU in X amount of days or, like, last time we were a Rose Bowl team, we won at MSU, and then we win again this year down by, what was it, 25 points. Like, whenever there's something going on, it seems like this, this Illinois team is the team of destiny. Hopefully they do it again, but this is such an uphill battle. We'll obviously preview it um, next episode. But this is going to be such an uphill battle for Illinois. I'm not sure this is going to be the one they win. Yeah, it, it very well could not be. But you mentioned destiny, so I wanted to take a really quick um, little segue into talking about Donnie Navarro. Mm-hmm. You know, he was awarded the scholarship by Lovey Smith and the Illini. He's gotten to come in and play and get more playing time due to injuries to Ricky Smalling and Trayvon Sidney. And I wanted to ask him, like, selfishly, are you thinking – I wish we didn't have the bye so those guys wouldn't get healthy and I'd still play. But I knew he wouldn't answer that, honestly, and he'd probably say, you know, we're a better team with those guys on the field, this and that. But Illinois has looked great with Donnie, Donnie Navarro at receiver. Am I wrong? Yeah, he's, he's been a really great guy. Um, we got him coming up next, kind of talking about, you know, Mikey Dudek, the scholarship, and, and how the season and, and this next this next game is going to end up. So here he is. Diane Navarro here on Oski Talk. So what kind of what what changes have you kind of seen in the team in the last four games, for example? Um, I think there's definitely a, a confidence that we that this team has. Um, obviously, when a team is winning four straight, uh, yeah, like I said, the confidence level is high. Guys are hyped. Guys are um, eager. Um, they want to get to the next game and they and they, and they want to play. So it's really just, I'd say, confidence, hype, uh, excitement for sure in the locker room. We're excited where this program is going right now, and we want to finish the season um, with a six-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. You're an equal guy. What kind of effect has you know, Mikey Dudek obviously had kind of on your career and, and what he kind of left here at Illinois? Yeah, um, Mikey's definitely an inspiration. He's really starting from, from when he was at Nick when I was a freshman, watching him as a senior. Um, so seeing him, seeing his success at Equal and then see, also seeing his success here, um, it was motivating. Um, I, that was what I wanted to be. Uh, Mikey's, um, I'm friends with Mikey today. Um, 
he's an awesome guy. Even when he was here and I was here last year, um, throughout the summer, he would help me with, with the offense and, and help me with some of my technique stuff. Um, so, yeah, he's an awesome guy. What does the scholarship mean to you? Um, it's humbling for sure. Um, to, for, for Coach Smith to give me that award, is, it's it's really hard to put in words, really. Um, but it's humbling. Um, I'm thankful for, for Coach and, and all these coaches and my teammates for believing in me. Um, and, and even in the beginning, taking a chance on me. So I'm just thankful for that opportunity, and, and I'm going to continue to um, try and make plays and, 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 and keep working hard. And Coach Smith said the bye week never comes at a bad time. You guys got a chance to heal up and everything. But in terms of momentum, do you guys wish you would have gotten a chance to play this week? Um, I think everyone will have a different opinion on that. Um, I think it was good for us to recharge the batteries for sure. A lot of guys, uh, I mean, 10 games in the season, so it's it's tough to, to keep going and get into 12 in a row or however many in a row is tough. So for guys to heal up right now is big um, and just get their legs back. So um, I think, yeah, like I said, it's it, – People have different opinions, uh, but I think it, it, it was a good thing. I know that you didn't play last year, but how demoralizing was that 63 nothing loss for this program? Uh, it was, yeah, it was tough. Uh, Coach talks about it a lot. Um, you never, you never want to lose 63 to nothing. And it, I mean, it, the score kind of says itself. Um, so I think uh, this team's got a, a different motivation this year, and we know what happened to us last year. So. Uh, we're we're going to go into this week of practice with with a lot of you know fire and, and desire, and hopefully um, have a really good week of practice leading up into Saturday. Thanks, Donnie, for that interview. Really humble guy. Couldn't be more deserving of that scholarship. Um, really excited to see what the future brings for Donnie. Yeah, and you know he's been a pivotal part to the turnaround of this Illini team, which is you know again it's, it goes back to the destiny thing. You know, walk on is the guy who has made a big impact on the team and, and helped the team turn around and, and get onto a four-game win streak, including wins against at Michigan State, against a ranked Wisconsin team, and, and now we have ranked Iowa. Yeah, and, and it's important to remember, too, this game, I mean, this team whooped Illinois last year. They came into Memorial Stadium, beat Illinois 63 to nothing. It was like the, you know how there's a trademark win in every like head coaching era? That was Lovey's trademark loss. Like, that was brutal, the lowest of lows. And Illinois has a chance now to rewrite the script and kind of flip it on mm -hmm. Iowa in their place. It's not going to be easy, but in talking to a guy um, in Reggie Corbin who was on that team last year and and has seen the difference in this team this year, he knows it's possible. He knows they're going to be underdogs. He knows all of that. But all he wants to do is win. So let's hear from Reggie Corbin Next on Oski Talk. What's kind of the message in the locker room from Lovey and, and Rod, for that matter, about coming back and trying to win their place this year? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's just a, of course, it's a great environment. You know, I've always loved playing in Washington. It's probably one of my favorite places to play, besides like Nebraska and now Michigan State. But, um, just go out there and play hard, man. Play our game. Don't let anything um, sway us, but know what we're playing for. In the Wisconsin game, you were the guy who kind of got everybody riled up for the second half of that speech. Was there anything similar in the Michigan State game? Mm. Nah. Um, 
I think the leaders kind of just stood up and we kind of, I think as we walked around during halftime, we kind of just brought everybody together a little bit, but it's nothing really needed. Sometimes um, a team like this doesn't need that. You know, you just got to, um, everybody had to do their job. We had to make adjustments and then we just came out firing. So. And what serves as more motivation for you guys being double digit underdogs again, or the fact that this is the team that beat you guys 63 to nothing last year? Uh, the 63 to nothing uh, every day of the week, you know? Um, the guys in, in Vegas or wherever, whoever does the point spread, they're gonna say what they say. Um, but this team actually beat us 63 to nothing. So, yeah. You talk about Michigan State being one of your favorite games. Let's just kind of spe- obviously use the big one was special, but just kind of the, the celebration afterwards. What kind of made that that special as well? Um, just to see how happy everyone was, man. The fact that we were going bowling, um, all the. Illinois believers that were there before, and then the ones that kind of just came back out now. <laughs> it's excited for them to be able to finally um, wear these school colors and be proud. And last year, statistically, you were one of the better players on the offensive side of the ball. This year, the team is having a much stronger record. Is that kind of a trade off you'd make? Uh, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, any day of the week, you know, I would, I would love to win. It's all, uh, that's why you play. You don't want to play for your stats or anything like that. I know that um, in order for us to keep winning, you know, I have to produce more. But sometimes it doesn't cause for games like that. You know, a game like that, with seven carries, it's perfectly fine. You know, we win, we win. Win the game, yeah. It, it causes for us to pass more sometimes, and that's the case. You know, I, if me being a decoy is what I need to do, and, I'm all for the team. Thanks, Reggie, for that interview. Obviously, a guy who who's been with the Illini forever, and and the the greatest thing about this Illinois team too is just that the whole mantra that we will win um, has come true we're winning now well yeah and, and now you got to join the fight you know yeah and that <laughs> goes back to the, like recruiting and, and you know lovey and rod talked about it today like this was a great week to recruit you know you think about the big recruits they had at the wisconsin antonio doyle was at the wisconsin game like that that could only help he's a big time linebacker recruit that we need um you know you go back to like wow like in a, co- a couple years ago we might not have been able to convince some of these bigger guys but now that you know the products out on the field. Yeah, we're looking pretty good. Yeah, that and and I also think it comes back to the fact that it this whole we will win has developed throughout the year. I always go back to halftime in that Michigan game because that's where the season kind of flipped the switch and turned around. But it's something that I noticed talking to Hanson after that game. He was saying, you know, we can play with anybody, and then after the Wisconsin game, it's we can beat anybody. And now through beating Purdue, beating Rutgers, and now coming back from behind to beat Michigan State, the mantra now is we should beat anybody we play. We're a good team. They have this confidence around them, and I love to see it. And obviously we'll get into predictions later on this week, but it's definitely a tough challenge for Illinois going to Iowa and playing them, but this team has stepped up to any challenge they've faced all season long. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, let's segue into our next segment, um, Big Ten Power Rankings. Uh, we, we, we do it every week. Uh, 
It's pretty easy. Number one, yeah. Number Ohio one, Ohio State. State. It just doesn't change. They, number two is interesting though. Yeah, Ohio State could be the number one team in the country, so we're not going to move them off of number one. Number two, we've had Minnesota after yeah. beating Penn State, and they just lost to Iowa. But I don't think you can just put Penn State ahead of them because Minnesota beat them. I think it's almost like a 2A, 2B with Minnesota and Penn State, but I've got Minnesota ahead of them right now, so Minnesota 2, Penn yeah. State 3 for it's me. It's weird. You can't really put Iowa ahead of them. I mean, Iowa really hasn't proved themselves that much this season. Um, but So then a number 4, yeah. Minnesota 2, Penn State 3. I have Wisconsin 4. I agree with Wisconsin at 4. Um Hopefully they've, they've kind of rebounded nicely after the Illinois loss. Yeah, I I would love to see you know because it, big, we still have a, a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game. I'd love to see like that whole thing work out, but realistically, a a one loss and a two loss Wisconsin or Minnesota and, and Wisconsin would be a really fun game to watch for for the Big Ten West. Yeah, and then watching the winner of that game go to Ohio State, I think those are the. Throw Penn State in there, too. Those three are the only ones, I think, that could really give Ohio State trouble. Penn State, I actually think, is the most complete football team of the three. So if we're if we're looking for a game to decide the Big Ten, I think Penn State has the best shot to beat Ohio mm-hmm. State. I agree. But any of those th- three teams would be a really nice uh, representer of the Big Ten West. But it sure would be nice to see Illinois in there. Illinois needs to win out. Minnesota needs to lose out. And then Wisconsin needs to lose to Purdue. So it's still possible. If you would have told me that in, what is this, week 12, week 11? Week 11 in the college football season, Illinois would still have a shot at the Big Ten West. I would take it. I think it's week 12 because week 13. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Either way, we're still alive in the Big Ten West. That's not something I expected. No, not at all. Um, I think where, where I was at halfway through the season ready to give up on Lovey Smith and now four games later it's a completely different script yeah and uh, so that's uh that rounds out like the top four which I think is the big tier one mm-hmm. and then tier two is just five and six in my opinion and that for me I have five Iowa I think the win against Minnesota was really impressive um, you gotta put them ahead of Michigan. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State. Michigan beat a eh, Michigan State team. Yeah, who's really they rolled a Michigan State team. But yeah. Iowa's I, win was just more impressive to me. I agree. I have Iowa at number five. Michigan at number six. Michigan six, and I think that's the cutoff of the like the top tier of teams. And then starting the next tier at seven, in my opinion, is our Fighting Illini. I have Indiana there. I still think Indiana might be a little bit better, but. After a couple of weeks, Indiana could easily slip in that ranking, and Illinois could get in front of them. I don't want to put Illinois there yet. Um, next week, if they beat Iowa, Illinois has a chance to be top six. Top six. I think so, too. And then I've got Indiana 7. I think that's just kind of where they belong at this point. Or Indiana 8. Indiana 8, sorry, yeah. That's just where they kind of belong at this point. They're kind of toe-in-toe with Illinois as a team that wasn't expected to do well and is. I'm picking Illinois over them because their wins, in my opinion, are much more impressive because Indiana really hasn't upset anybody to the degree that Illinois upset Wisconsin and then on the road to come from behind against Michigan State. Just more impressive, in my opinion. So Indiana 8 for me, and then I've actually got Purdue 9. I also have Purdue 9. Um, it's a team that if they weren't injured, they would they could be top 6, I think. They could yeah. be hanging with Illinois. 
Um, but they are injured, and that's kind of really suffocated their team. But great coaching staff there. They're still a top team in the Big Ten. Um, they just had unfortunate injuries that derailed their, their season. That's really all I have about to say Purdue. Yeah, and then for me, number 10. I have Nebraska. Um, I have Michigan State. I think, I think they're much more talented than their record. But what is that now? Five losses out of six games for them. They had a really tough schedule early. I believe they're they, four and six. Yeah, and they I think they were three and one at one point, and, and then they've lost five or six since then. But they played really tough teams. I think it was maybe Penn State, Wisconsin, and then maybe Minnesota early on. Like three really tough games to play. Then they had their bye week, <coughs> and since then they've lost to Illinois and Michigan. So losing those two games, I think, is what has really dropped them in our rankings, and for me, it puts Michigan State at 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, I should have MSU at 11. Yeah, I, that's I, where I have Nebraska. We flipped those right, two. Flipped Both those. of them have just been really disappointing this year. Yeah, Nebraska's just been bad, but MSU's been a next-level bad. They need to fire Mark D'Antonio. Um, they just – it's just – Come to the point where, like, you know, Nebraska's still building, and that's why I don't really have a whole lot to say about them. But MSU's got to get rid of Mark D'Antonio. He's the greatest coach in MSU history, but sometimes, like, it just has to come to an end. Um, I always bring everything back to the Cubs, but that's very similar to the Joe Madden. Like, you could yeah. argue he's the best coach the Cubs have ever had. He is the best coach. I mean, and, yeah, right. and he won a World Series with them, but they just needed a new voice, and I think you're on to the right track with Michigan State, they might be at that point. Right. I think they are. Um, so that's why I put them in 11. Something's got to change there. Yeah, 12, 13, 14 for me, I, and I assume they're the same with you. Maryland, Northwestern, Rutgers. Yep. Um, they're all pretty bad. They're terrible. Northwestern. I, I think I had Maryland in the top five at some point yeah. this season, but they've really had a dramatic drop-off. Northwestern has just been disappointing. Um, battled some injuries, don't really have a quarterback. And then... Rutgers, we knew was going to be bad. They've been at fourteen all year long and never moved from there. They're just not a good team. The Northwestern game was interesting because the worst, one hundred thirtieth ranked offense is Northwestern. The one hundred thirtieth ranked defense was UMass. So it was the stoppable force against the uh, uh, stoppable. Was it Mass or something like that? I yeah, it know. was just it was terrible. It was the two worst, the two worst off offense and defense matchup, you know, there ever has been. So that was fun. Uh, Northwestern railed UMass though, so um, good for them to get kind of yeah. back on track and another win in the season. Two and two and eight now. This is a lost season for them. I think two and nine. Pat Fitzgerald comes back next year. Oh yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They need to fire their offense coordinator. Though. I think all all he really needs is a, a new recruiting class and a healthy quarterback, and that team's going to be looking a lot better next year. Yeah, to think they have that that guy from from uh, Clemson playing quarterback it's just i don't know there's something wrong with their offense they need a new offense coordinator defense is still pretty good and yeah they've always Pat's, had a Pat's pretty Gerald's good defense. part of the de- of, of the game is still very good so uh, i'm excited to play them yeah i and even reggie said I, I mean i wouldn't be shocked if we're underdogs in that game too not that he doesn't expect to win it but just this team really hasn't gotten the respect it needs but two weeks in a row We've got one AP vote coming in from a Boston Globe writer, so I'll take it. There you go. Um, I will say this, too. I want to go to the Pinstripe Bowl. So get us the win against Northwestern. Dude, if we win 
if we went out, we might go to like the Outback Outback Bowl or something something much nicer, even in California, warmer city, better bowl, bigger attendance. But for me, anywhere but Detroit. Don't be the don't be the worst. If we lose out, we'll go to Detroit. I'll yeah. Don't be the worst Big Ten going to a bowl. But like, what's the the best we could like beat? Everything happens. We win the Big Ten West. Beat Ohio State. Like that still wouldn't put we us wouldn't, in, the in the Rose Bowl. We're not even. Well, no, obviously not. But we wouldn't even go to the Rose Bowl either, which would be a bummer. Yeah. Which is, so, I think that's dumb. So I, I feel like if we win the Big Ten, we deserve to be in the Rose Bowl, but they wouldn't put us in. But I think so. That means the best we could do is the Outback Bowl. I think probably. I think that's the highest Big Ten seed. And I think if we'd have to win out, including Ohio State win. Yeah. Just to, to go there, and Ohio State would then just like probably end up in the Rose Bowl. I think as we'll a end up in the Red Box the Bowl. Where's that? Santa Clara. Oh, okay. That's um, the Niners Stadium. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I didn't even know Red Box was still around. Me neither. I don't think I've seen a Red Box in a yeah. long time. Well, <laughs> hopefully we end up somewhere, and hopefully me and you can go and record a podcast in a different state. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I I I want to go to New York, but I'd go anywhere. I I want to go where this team goes. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford New York. That's the only bummer. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely something that I'm going to have to be like, Mom, Dad, Merry Christmas to me, right? And then hopefully they they can fund stuff. But this this is an exciting year for Illinois football. And as much as I'd like to say they're building towards a future where this is an expectation, um, you can't really take for granted that they are going to a bowl. So I want to go, um, and hopefully it's somewhere nice and warm. But we'll see how the season turns out. But that'll do it for this week's episode of Oski Talk. Got a little bit on a tangent at the end of there. But for Patrick Hattazone, I'm Anthony Pasquale. We'll be back with you guys Thursday recapping what we hope is an Illinois victory against Iowa, or Hawaii, excuse me, and then previewing Illinois against Iowa. But for now, so long, everybody. ILL. I and I.